thought. Caster cares. And receive heaven into you. Rise up into heaven all around you. You see, true soaking is like this. Soaking in his presence in the heavenlies. All five of your senses go sanctified in his presence. Now, when you come back down, you're going to bring the brew sauce with you. This is the presence.
celestial marriage chambers. set for the sun, shining in the superdome of the sky. See how he leaves his celestial chamber. Say celestial chamber. Celestial chamber. Psalms 19.5, the celestial chamber. It's the Passion Translation. It's accurate. Very accurate. Each morning, radiant as a bridegroom, ready for his wedding. So, the issue is he's ready. Now, we're getting ready. We get ready by the apostolic and prophetic ministry. Amen? <laughs> the two witnesses, the apostle and the prophet. Amen? That's the only way you ever get ready. You, you never get ready in 100 million years with pastoral, teacher, evangelist, ministry. Not a chance in hell. God bless the other threefold. But there's not a chance in hell you'd ever get ready with the, with the pastor and the teacher and the evangelist. <laughs> Just not going to happen. Without the fullness of Moses and Elijah, the bride would never get ready. So that's mainly what we deal with. I'm, I mean, I'm surrounded only with prophets. Like, I don't even have friends that are not prophets, pretty much, you know. <laughs> it's, it's true for my, my entire life. And, and that's, there's a reason for that, because we have a commission and a calling as prophets. Many of us here at the sound of my voice are prophets. Many, many, many. Not a couple, many. Because there's a big planet here, there's a lot of nations here, there's a lot of people here. We need a lot of prophets, we need a lot of apostles. It's not a small amount, it's a large amount of apostles and prophets. Nearly everyone at the sound of my voice has an apostolic and prophetic calling on their life. Mm -hmm. That's to perfect the bride. That's to get the bride ready for the celestial chamber. That's to help all Christians. People are so lost. I deal with people that cry every single day because they're trying so hard. And, it, and they can't receive revelation. They can't. It just, there's no ability to understand. And it's just this, how people are so broken by religion. And I do sympathize majorly. I'll do anything to humble myself, grow in love, and to get my love stronger to reach these people. So don't think I'm just picking on people that don't have the ability to receive strong meat. Listen, I'm growing in love tremendously. I want to save every person on earth so that no one should perish, that all should come to eternal life, as it is written. Amen. <laughs> he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed by not being able to eat revelation. He wants to get you so hungry for 
the bread of heaven, not the bread of earth, but the bread of heaven, which is living bread. But living bread only goes into living spirits. You got a dead spirit. Woo! You might need to get born again again. Nothing wrong with that. Humble yourself. Just because you've been in ministry, just because you're a pastor of a church, just because you got apostle on your business card, just because you've been in Christianity for 40 years, doesn't mean right now you might need to start over. Straight up truth. Because living in the celestial chamber is a little different than charismatic Christianity. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> it's not fringe. It's the promised land. People call it fringe because they're carnally minded. It's not fringe. Living in the bridegroom's chambers, being a member of the king's harem of divine lovers, is New Covenant Christianity promised land. This is the only thing that love builds you up into. But if you don't want love, guess what? Then you're just stuck in a bowl of soup. Lust, 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 pride, pride, pride. And so we got all this Jezebel stuff in people because they haven't risen and been built up in love. Spiritually. Lay hands on your belly and let your spirit be built up with divine love. You need to be 100% spiritual and 0% carnal. If you want your senses glorified in the celestial chamber of the bridegroom king, walking in divine love, manifesting sons of God with no carnality, you need to be 100% spirit and 0% flesh. That's how Jesus lived. John chapter 6, the flesh counts for nothing. Jesus was living 100% as spirit. He lived 100% as an angel after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. 100%. As an angel, as a spirit being, which Greek word is angel. There's no difference between living as a human spirit or living as an archangel Gabriel. Because the human spirit is of the same angelic creation of God the Father's angels. The difference is that you're inside a jar of clay which means you got a lot of stuff to deal with that angels don't have to deal with. They don't have a grid for you overcoming the brain, the renewing your brain. They don't have brains. No angel has a brain. Lucifer does not have a brain. He uses your brain, the seat of Satan, the carnal mind. Hello? Woo! There's not a... You know, God the Father doesn't even have a brain. Yet he's omniscient. Put that in your spiritual crack pipe and smoke it. God the Father does not have a brain. No. Zero brains. God the Father has no brain, yet He's omniscient. Our problem is, is we value the flesh and not the spirit. I mean, in a major way. This is so sick at how bad it is right now. Of how charismatic Christianity, book club Christianity, bowl of soup Christianity, Esau Christianity, horror Babylon, seven-headed beast, worldly Christianity, has just tolerated the principalities of this world in such a major way that Christians don't even have a grid for living as spirit beings. Don't even have a, a grid for being real Christians. Which means Christ ones. I mean, how did Christ live? Do you, do you read the Bible? I mean, the things Christ did were supernatural all the time, but they were effortless. And they flowed out of intimacy with the Father in Him. He didn't have to try to do anything. All He tried to do is walk with His Father. The only thing Jesus focused on his entire life was the father. At age 12, he's like, I'm, I'm about my father's business. And he realized his parents were clueless, but since the nature of God was in him, he submitted to them until the appointed time to release him into ministry. Because he's perfect. He's just so perfect. Jesus is perfect in every way, 
And I just, I love studying Jesus as a child too, because a lot of us are in the, the stages of Jesus' childhood, if we're honest with ourselves. We're not 30-year-old Jesus, 31, 32, 33-year-old Jesus. We're like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old Jesuses. Amen? Because you've been born of a seed, I hope. <laughs> Have you been born of the seed of Jesus? First John? Amen? If you're not born of Jesus' seed, you got to ask Jesus into your spirit again and start growing in the seed line of the divine and reject the seed line of Cain. The seed line of the flesh. you got to reject the seed line of the flesh to grow in the seed line of the spirit. Two trees in the garden. If you're not reproducing seed after God's own kind, then you don't belong to heaven. Your name's not written in the Lamb's book of life. Every tree produces seed after its kind. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Wow. So you got 99% of people eating and reproducing after the seed of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is mostly why Jezebel has ran Christianity. Because we've tolerated a mixture of carnality and not 100% full spiritual stature. We don't have our senses glorified in gold. We don't live in the celestial chambers. We're mostly just meat sacks that have spiritual experiences. You know? <laughs> Humans having spiritual experiences. No, we're spirits erasing our human experiences. We're not humans having spiritual experiences. We're spirits that are erasing our natural experiences. See, growing in love erases all natural experiences. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have very little natural experiences anymore. Very little. I deal with a lot of horrible stuff, but I stay sealed in the celestial chamber. Truth, anyhow. Yeah, I have a body, but my spirit is the only thing doing anything through me all the time. <laughs> Amen. And you live like that. And that's how Jesus lived. You live like a spirit. You don't live as a soul. You don't live as a body. I live as a spirit that has a soul that's manifesting through a body into the terrestrial plane, out of the celestial realm. Amen. Your spirit is of the heavenly kind, born of God, born again. And you live out of the throne of God in the Lamb, and the river proceeds out of you and waters the garden. Hallelujah. So we're getting into the place where there's enough mature ones we can teach on solid meat. We can teach on the celestial marriage chambers. We can teach on being in heaven all the time while your body's on earth and living like Jesus lived in multiple dimensions simultaneously, effortlessly with not thinking about it by the renewed mind because it's not based on the brain. It's not based on the pineal gland. It's, there's no third eye. That's all demonic third eye, what, your pineal gland? I mean, the flesh now counts for something. The Bible's not true. Jesus lied to you. I mean, how stupid can you get and still breathe? <laughs> Insanity. You need to crucify your pineal gland. That's why you're still demon-possessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no third eye. No, there's seven eyes. So it's way better. And I know we're going to offend all the demons in you and get them all up. And you're going to have a much better time on earth. You're going to have a much better time in heaven. It's going to get easy. It's going to get light. He's going to take you home. He's going to make it easy. He's going to teach you in His high ways of love in the celestial chamber. He'll teach you how to be lovers and to live under the apple tree, how to eat the golden apples. What are the golden apples? The words of His love. Oh my gosh. I bet you guys, because I see people love starved on a level that just makes me sick to my stomach. I look at people, I'm like, man, you have not been eating your apples. There are love apples here for you to eat that will get you so satisfied, people think you're high all the time. People think, they know, like, they'll think you just had sex. 
Like, look at you. Uh-huh. I know what you did on lunch break. Oh, my God. You smell like sex. Nope. I've been eating Jesus' apples. People don't have a grid for divine love. The only grid they have is sexual pleasure because they're still animals and unrenewed minds. But if you're consistent in divine love and you keep letting Jesus feed your mouth the golden apples, the words of love, they'll begin to get transfigured around because that's intoxication of divine love. And they'll receive the revelation of divine love if you walk in it long enough and don't blush or be afraid about it. There's no shame in divine love. There's no shame in Song of Songs. Zero shame in the Virgin King's Virgin Lover's Harem Chambers. Say that ten times fast. There's no shame in it. Because it's what you're created for. You're created for love. You are a love creature. Without love, you'll be in sin automatically. The only attacks of the principalities that I ever deal with are attacks against divine love. And this is the strongest realm. So, the warfare, I'm so zipped up that all the principality stuff we deal with, it, Satan can't come in me. There's no room for the devil in my heart. But it attacks my soul. It, it attacks my face. Because for through my face, I release this love dimension out of the third heaven. So I, mean, I do feel like I'm getting sliced with razor blades and my eyes are bleeding and stuff like that. But then the love comes back out and blasts it away. You, you will deal with that. I mean, you don't have to. You can wait a while until it's all pioneered and it's so super easy and everyone just slide right in to the marriage chambers because it's all lubricated for you with the anointing oil. Amen. <laughs> it's going to get so lubricated that every hedonist in the world just slide right in to the virgin king's harem. Amen. And you need that language because we need to redeem all the love language in the world. We already redeemed all the curse words in the world. So they have no power, because Satan has no language. You take away language, you take away communication, you take away the power of dark speech and riddles and parables and habonics and all the stuff and slang and street talk, you take it away. Guess what? You glorify civilization. That's why we did that. Hello? I mean, it's deep prophetic stuff, but it's pretty basic once you get into the spirit of prophecy. Once you get out of your carnal mind, into your spiritual ability, you'll see how God works, God's ways. God's thoughts, and how he removes Satan's power over people's mindsets and belief systems so that the enemy can't work through words because the enemy is a lawyer. You take away the power of curse words. Well, Satan can't manifest through a curse word because he'll have no power of curses in it anymore. If you put the anointing on shit, fuck, ass, and bitch, <laughs> and all of that, it'll have no power because they'll just say it and they'll be happy instead of saying it being angry and murderous. That's the truth, anyhow. And another thing is with the sexual language. You go into the sexual language of Song of Songs, because it's real explicit. It's more explicit than even, bless his heart, I love him so much, Brian Simmons put in the Passion Translation. And just talk about other stuff in some other translations. That you go into those other translations, and it's like, hmm, wow. Okay, Lord Jesus. <laughs> really? Yeah, you need to redeem it, because it's the only way you get pure. Otherwise, the, the demon has that language and bondage in your heart. And Satan still has access to your heart because you're sexually impure because you believe those words to belong to the enemy. But when the anointed word, the apple tree, touches those words, now they belong to Jesus. Now those words are holy. Now those words are intoxicating. Now those words are fun. And you, you'll wonder at first until your mind's fully renewed, is this okay? 
but you'll feel the glory on it. You'll feel the glory. And all of the stuff we pioneered in the last 10 years and all that, the SOS Jesus sex, and we saw so many people go weird on it. We, did, we didn't get weird. You know, I knew what the Lord was doing. You know, you had to be mature to not get weird. But now there's such a foundation of what we've pioneered that people won't go into wife swapping and orgies and naked nudist colonies like we saw 10 years ago. Yeah, they couldn't handle the love realm 10 years ago. They couldn't handle SOS Jesus sex 10 years ago. I saw people go into wife swapping. I saw them go into nudist colonies. I saw them go into all kinds of perversion because that was already in them. And when you bring out the purity of the, the realm of Song of Songs to perverts, their perversion manifests and all their lust comes out and then they're using the language for physical contact of adultery and immorality and it turned into a mess and they all backslid. But now, it's so pioneered 10 years later and it's getting open that people are having clarity. The fire of love is burning so strong, people actually have clarity into these realms of divine love and there's teaching and there's revelation of love. And you get such a well-fed diet of understanding divine love living in the bridegroom's chambers, virgin king and virgin harem. 144,000 are the virgin harem of King Jesus, the virgin king, written in scripture. They live in the celestial marriage chamber. My job is to produce the 144,000 as the rulers over the earth. That's our mandate. That's our commission from God the Father. Amen. And you got to get people super pure. you got to redeem sex language. You have to, because the sexual language is the main thing that keeps you down. You can, even after you got over the pride, you'll still blush at the sex stuff. It's true. You see it all the time. They'll be like, well, that's inappropriate. That'll cause someone to stumble. If there's anything in you, they can still stumble over G-strings and bikinis and whatever, waxed bodies and tans. Listen, you need divine love to heal up your heart. You have to get all that soup out of you, of Esau's soup, the pleasures of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Because when the eyes of God are burning through you, you can't lust anymore. So it's not about denying pleasure, it's about maximizing third heaven pleasure so the pleasures of this earth are no longer pleasurable. Hello, that's where we're at. It's a joke. It's all just dumb. It's an absolute... It's stupidity. And it looks dumb and it's going to look dumber and dumber as we grow <laughs> in divine love. So it's about shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day, which is the revelation of divine love that you're completely pleasured in all your heart. Not taking away the pleasures of the flesh. This ain't religion. We're not Pharisees. But enhancing the pleasures of Eden by revelation. I mean, maximizing them. The, the pleasures of the glory and the pleasures of divine ecstasy so far exceed the pleasures of the bowl of soup of sexual morality and adultery and covetousness and greed and everything that's in the world that it's utterly scorned. Once you come into this realm of divine ecstasy that you can only enter by revelation of divine love, you'll begin to hate the pleasures of the flesh. Despise them. It's n you, you will. You can't understand it until you experience it. And you experience it by receiving the prophetic word out of experience. That's what the Elijah and Moseses are, ones that have experienced a lot in the realms that you need to go into. Amen. It's very important. God set it up this way. That people that have been living in these realms 
will have such a richness in their words that when it goes into your heart, it springs up into your own experiences and you have your own sacred love story and your own spilling out upon the people around you and your own world that comes out of you, your own realm or orb or mansion, the Bible calls it mansions of dwelling places of living in the divine love of His glory. In my Father's house are many playboy mansions. If it were not so, I tell you. Holy Ghost. Hey, what are you doing there? I'm telling you guys, it's more like a playboy mansion than it is like some religious thing that you see on God TV. To be perfectly honest. No sexual morality, but hedonism. Pure, perfect, third heaven, garden of Eden, hedonism. And those that reject the heavenly hedonism reject heaven and God the Father himself. And he does take it per- uh, He does take it personally because he created you in that realm. Adam and Eve were created in Eden. Eden is the Hebrew word pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Amen. And religion has so brainwashed us to deny pleasure, but that's Jezebel, and then you all have secret sin. You're all jerking off to pornography. You're all lusting after girls' butts. You're all just looking around. Girls are longing for a husband. Girls are just fiending for a man. And I deal with it every day, nonstop, in full-time ministry for 13 years. It's just nonstop because it's the sin nature. And if you get Jezebel out of these people with revelations of love into their hearts, it's all gone. And they're completely satisfied. They don't have sin problems anymore. You'll have a sin problem until you're fulfilled in the celestial bridegroom's chambers. Amen. There's no chance you can go through life sin-free unless you come into this love realm of the bridegroom's chambers. And it starts with oil. They didn't come in right away. No, 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 no. They didn't. The Christians in the Bible, the parable of the ten virgins, they were doing stuff outside the third heaven for a while. And that's all of our testimony. We were doing charismatic works. We had all this other hoopla going on that sounded like God, looked like God. We had all the God books. We did all the God Bible studies. We did all the Christian stuff. And then there comes a point where there's got to be more. We get into Song of Songs and we start living it. We start experiencing it. We start breathing it. We start going into realms of intimacy with Jesus and with one another in the Spirit. And we start to understand what it's all about. Restoring us into that realm of perfect love. Restoring us into Eden. Becoming the 144,000 virgin kings and queens of perfect love. Because once you're in that realm, you're no longer on earth. Because there's not one earthly thing about this love. Not a single drop of this came from the earth. All of it came from God the Father. For God so loved the world that He's looking for people to raise up on the, out, on the outside of the world, the orb of the world, the angelic sphere, the sphere over the world, the ce- celestial chamber over the world. He's looking for people to be raised up to live like gods, like kings and queens of glory, and the glory is the love over the earth. Meaning, you have to sacrifice your earth nature. You have to sacrifice your earth pleasure. You have to sacrifice your lust, your pride, your education, everything for it. And there will be 144,000 that sacrifice it. Is it an exact number? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. I believe hands selected before the foundation of the earth, predestined, foreordained. And Satan knows it. Every principality feels it right now. 
They might be slicing our faces with razor blades, but we're burning them up with unquenchable fire. We're melting these seven mountains of metal, these abominations of the carnal mind and the seven-headed beasts and the horror of Babylon, and everything that is false and deceiving of the sinful nature of the brain and the flesh and the blood and the bones is being burnt up in divine love. And this love is the strongest it's ever been, but it's going to double daily. And it doubles by you in fellowship with other lovers in the king's harem. It's true. Intimate fellowship with one another is what doubles the love. It's not just coming from space, it's coming through you. As your spirit grows in love one to another with other lovers of the king's harem, members of the Bride of Christ, members of the friends of the Bridegroom. Amen. Learning how to love celestially, to rule terrestrially. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you'd like to give a Bridegroom Chamber offering, donate at redlermin.com, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.